Hello, and welcome to the Connecting Choices podcast. My name is James, and I'm the Marketing Officer for the Connecting Choices programme. In this series, we will be speaking with a number of partners brought to you by Ixian, part of Shore Trust. The Connecting Choices programme is funded by the European Social Fund and the National Lottery Community Fund. In this podcast, we speak with David Clamp and Ashley Bum from Starfish Social Hubs. Find out how they support participants to break down social barriers and make new friends. Learn about how Ashley transitioned from being a participant on the Connecting Choices programme to becoming a volunteer and now a paid member of the team at Starfish Social Hubs. Welcome to the Connecting Choices podcast. Can you please introduce yourselves and your organisation? Hi, my name is David Clamp. I'm the project coordinator for Connecting Choices Stoke, the Starfish. Hi, I'm Ashley Bourne. I'm the I'm a social worker for Starfish Stoke and the Connecting Choices programme. Good afternoon. Nice to meet you both today. So, can you please give us a bit of information about the services you provide at Starfish, please? Uh, we provide social hubs. It's uh, quite a simple project in that respect. We provide opportunities for people to meet up in a safe and supportive environment. Do you want to add anything to that, Ash? Yeah, uh, certainly will. We offer um, loads of different activities, you know, from whether it's just speaking on a Zoom, like we are now, for example, or whether that would be over a cup of coffee, a one-to-one, or whether that would be in an actual hub environment. Um, So that would be getting a number of participants together one day a week, perhaps, and, um, you know, organising the activities. Obviously, I'll probably go into... more uh, later on about what the activities actually are but it's like what Dave said it's just to to um, get everybody together to improve social skills. Yeah I mean the project uh, from our point of view we refer have people referred into us who are the furthest from work and employment yeah. or, or education or you know or maybe just need to get out of the house I mean we have we have people who perhaps have lost confidence and not socializing with others not able to uh you know, to plan their week. So we uh, introduce them to the social hubs where they can meet people who've got shared experience. They might have had similar struggles with mental health, with physical health, with bereavement, um, many, many different uh, reasons for people coming into the hubs. They might have had domestic violence uh, issues in the past. But the common denominator is that people who are there have had similar things happen to them and that gives the support element. We just provide the tea, coffee, and biscuits, and uh, obviously a, the environment where they can they can meet. And this this is the the hub that we do on a Thursday at twelve thirty. Um, during lockdown, we did it in the courtyard at the Dudson Centre in Hanley, uh, outside the cafe, so that we could still meet up safely. Now we're inside, and we meet indoors at the Dudson. We we play games. We play. Uh, Uno is a big favourite at the moment that we do. Um, it's, it's always popular. But people can just use colouring books if, they, if they're more nervous and want to distract themselves or just chat. We have tables set up, little groups of tables where people can just access it at their own pace and chat to the people that they want to talk to and uh, take the time. Ash also does our evening hubs. Do you want to say a bit about that, Ash? Yeah, certainly well. Uh, as Dave's uh, alluded to just during the COVID-19 pandemic that we that we all went through, 
we basically decided to, instead of not having anything, because, you know, we're all locked in our houses and we couldn't go anywhere. Um, so obviously that would affect what, what, what we're all about. You know, we're ultimately about getting to face-to-face, but we couldn't do that during the pandemic. So as, as Dave said, we, we did the evening hubs and, and we still do them, you know, three times a week. And what it basically is, we, we all come together um, as a group, 6.30 till 8, Monday, Wednesday and Friday uh, on Zoom. And it is just literally like a face-to-face social hub, but it's just in your own home, a relaxed environment. And again, it sort of ties in with the with the with the face-to-face hubs because the participants, when they come on to the evening hubs, can either be really, really engaged, i.e. within the conversation, they are, you know, really active, but then others will also just have it on the in the background. They are potentially, you know, still involved, but they aren't, they don't want to be front and centre, for example. So they yeah. will be, you know, washing the dishes, for example, or we've even had people where they are doing their evening exercise, whether walking the dog or, or whatever, you know, they have it on in the background they listen to. But I think for, for me personally, I don't think, if I hadn't done the evening ups for as long, because I've done the evening ups from the very beginning, I don't think if I hadn't done, I don't think it would have put me in the position I am with Starfish at the minute. Do you know what I mean? So I think I mean, that's that's um, helped me to build rapport with all the participants to get yeah, to know them personally. Yeah, you're a volunteer and a, a member of staff, aren't you, Ash? For us, I you am. do you do, I the, am. do the hubs, but you also do the evening hubs as a, a volunteer. So that's you know outside work time, it's something that Ash does yes, as as a volunteer. And we we rely heavily on our volunteers to. Uh, to extend our reach, really, you know, into the evenings when people get lonely uh, and they, they need some support, which yeah. we wouldn't be able to do otherwise. So uh, our volunteers are really a really useful part of In, what we do. Briefly, if I may as well, just touching on before we, we move on, uh, I've had a participant, obviously I won't mention any names, but I've had participants um, come to me and this particular gentleman came to me and said, Ash, if it wasn't for the, for the for starfish, you know, the the hubs that we do face-to-face. But if it wasn't for the evening hubs in particular, when he's he lives alone, he's lonely, he said he probably wouldn't be here anymore. So wow. for me to hear that, uh, you know, yes, I, I, you know, as Dave said, you know, I do that voluntary, but, you know, that makes me keep going and get up in the morning. So that has a positive impact on me, you know, helping that individual because it was, it really did hit home. It was like, I wouldn't be here, Ash, if it wasn't for these. And at first I thought, really, is he being genuine? And he keeps coming on to them. And and yeah, he, he said, you know, I'd be lonely. I'd probably, uh, you know, wouldn't be here. So, you know, he comes on, he has a chat and it just brightens up. He'll, he'll start like, his voice will be really dim at the very beginning. And then it'll pick up as the as the session goes on, you know. And he said, yeah, it's, it's helped him tenfold. So. You know, we've just finished a hub, one of our general uh, hubs. We have a meetup on a, online on Zoom on a, a Monday. And uh, the people who started at the beginning have thanked us at the end to say, thanks, it's been good to talk. You know, it's, uh, I feel better than when I came came on. I wasn't going to come on, but, uh, you know, I forced myself and I feel yeah. better because I've not spoken to anybody all weekend or, you know, I've been worried about, you know, what's going on on the news or whatever it is. 
people really value that uh, connection to, to people that can talk in, a, in a, an environment that you know doesn't judge. You know, it's confidential. You know, nothing goes beyond what we speak about, and the hopes doesn't go any further. So people feel confident that they can uh, they can speak in a safe place and, and not uh, not be judged by anybody. So, it's all about breaking down that social barriers, isn't it? Where people go into a room, because I think with COVID, it, it kind of removed people from society for so long as well. Yeah, it, were it, it not, did, definitely. Yeah, because uh, I know you played the Zoom uh, team meets straight away, uh, just to combat that kind of loneliness area. But what I was going to ask you is, how do people, when people first enter the room, what are they like? Are they, are they quite reserved? Like, oh, I don't know if this is for me, but then for some reason, they all of a sudden just, it clicks with them. If you want to take that one, Ash. Yeah, I was going to say, can I lead on that one? Because I've got a, I've got an example uh, for us. I'll share an example. We had a young gentleman. He hasn't been with us too long. Um, and it was when we were doing the the face-to-face. -face. We started kicking the face-to-face -face, uh, back in at the Dudson. And we were outside. It was during the last summer. And I always, this will stick with me for a very long time. And basically, he came with his uh, advisor and he, he sat outside and... and we actually thought, all of us from Starfish thought it was cold because it was quite a windy day. It wasn't the best weather, but we, you know, we, we carried on. Anyway, and we got talking to him and he, and he basically said, no, I wasn't cold. I was nervous. He was shaking. He was visible, you know, like really, really visibly shooting. Yeah. And we get that a lot, you know, to go back to the original question, we get that a, a lot. People will stand on the fringes, you know, on the edges of the room and we'll try and, you know, incorporate them into the main group when they're ready um but yeah you get very few participants that i mean great if you do if you come in and they go yeah i'm sitting down and getting right into it fantastic but again that doesn't really happen with a lot of our participants um so yeah they will start on the edges and work their way in um, we, we have to be mindful as well as somebody appears to be confident there's always a reason why they're there yeah definitely you know, to be mindful that you know there is things that they've come to to work on and to, to chat about, and uh, you know, people, as Ash said, they integrate at their own pace. If they want to just sit on the periphery, they can initially, and then start to chat with people, make connections. You know, people who've met on the hubs, so, you know, keep in contact on their personal numbers. You know, we've got WhatsApp groups and. Uh, Obviously, we've got the Zoom groups and face-to-face -face hubs, but people use WhatsApp as well to keep in touch. You know, if somebody has trouble sleeping, they might message each other personally if that's agreed between them. It just gives a, a good support network for somebody who's uh, struggling with, with some aspect of the lives. It creates friendships as well. It keeps gives people that opportunity to bond with other people as well, doesn't it? 100%. I've made... I've made a lot of a lot of friends within my time as establishment and the participant. Yeah, absolutely. So how do participants access your services then if they wanted to join Starfish then? Right. Well this this is uh, you know, we, we get asked a lot if we can refer directly, but we have to refer through our partners at Connecting Choices. So say we have we have a lot, of, for example, we get a lot of referrals through from Stoke on Trent Council and they will have somebody that they're trying to get into education or into work and to, you know, to improve the lives of that person, but find that they can't, you know, they're not comfortable leaving the house or they're, uh, you know, nervous about meeting, meeting face to face. So we'll get in touch with them, uh, you know, when they're referred into us 
uh, and we'll speak to them on the phone or perhaps over text initially and suggest they could either get come to us using Zoom initially if they're nervous about coming face to face or just reassure them that if they do to come, come to the Judson Centre on Thursday, we'll meet them at the reception and walk them in and introduce them to everybody. And that's, that's our hardest step for people really coming in for the first time, as we were saying, and making that first step after that things get easier quite quickly and people do tend to come back if they've been to us once. Excellent. So I know we've touched on this very briefly, but what's the main activities that Starfish runs then with participants? I know you run a wide variety of activities for participants. Yeah, I mean, we've only just really scraped the surface, James, to be honest, mate. We, we, we do a lot of activities and it's something for everybody. That's what I will say. So like Dave's touched on, we have our general zoom hub on a monday afternoon that's just like a, a catch-up you know from over the weekend if if the if the participants haven't been active on their whatsapp groups because not everybody is we offer the courses that dave runs and myself I've, I've helped out with those so they are positive thinking assertiveness and anxiety so yeah there's a lot of lot of courses for people to you know to, to go on to and, and learn something or, or maybe even refresh you know if they've, if they've been with us for a substantial amount of time, they may think, oh, I missed one week perhaps. So they'll come back and, and, and get the bits that they need. And then moving forward, sort of towards the back end of the week, we have creative writing at the Dudson. We have also put that online if we need to, for people that obviously aren't... aren't it's like aren't a hybrid, isn't it, Ash? We can, uh, we can have people joining us on Zoom and face-to-face simultaneously, so it, it gives better access for, for everyone. It that works really well because you know it's great that it's face to face, but not everybody wants or is comfortable face to face. So, like Dave said, it's a hybrid of the two. That yeah, we can get people in that, that still want to do the courses but don't want to come in. And um, so, creative writing is really good. That's going from strength to strength. That's really popular um, with people that, that like poetry or writing stories. And some of the some of the participants. I mean, I shadow the creative writing session, and it's some of the talents that we've got within within starfish is unbelievable some of the stories that they that they write some of the poems that they they put together are it's make you know even thinking about it it makes you your hair stand up you know yeah such talented talented people uh, and then we have as we've alluded to the the cafe hub on a thursday which we, we spoke about where we all come together for a, for an atter and a you know a bite to eat or a, a cup of tea or a, an impromptu game of jenga or or uno you know and then, yeah, the the um, there's other activities as well that we do. Yeah, we did the walking, didn't we, in the, yeah. in the yeah. summer when it was warmer. Yeah, we seemed to get good turnouts. I mean, it, I suppose it started as a reaction to COVID restrictions, but uh, it's kind of, I think once the weather improves again, it'll be something that we'll be doing because of the benefits yeah. of walking. You can start quite difficult conversations, really, when you're walking with somebody rather than just sitting in a room with them. Uh, it gets people out, doesn't it, Dave? It gets them into the fresh air where it, it's it just does, being with yeah. nature as well, as well, which boosts the mental well-being. You've been around Westport Lake, haven't you, a couple of times, I think, as well. We've yeah, been there, there, yeah. We've been to a place called Smith's Pool, which has been popular. That's in uh, Fenton. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been to a few venues. We've used Hanley Park near Shelton and the Hanley Park near us in the city centre, the Forest Park as well. So nothing, nothing too strenuous walking-wise. It's more about, as you say, being in the open air, being able to talk to people, uh, you know, outside of formal sort of 
classroom and it, and it, it's, it is popular and has health benefits as well. So that's, that's a good, good way to, uh, to access our activities. Excellent. So just to touch on, because I know Ashley, you yourself was a participant on the Connecting Choices programme. Indeed, I was. Uh, so I just want to know roughly if you're able to share a bit of your story. I was a um, participant before I became a volunteer. So, yeah, going back, I basically was referred into the Connecting Choices programme via Groundworks. And basically they said, Ash, try it, mate. And I thought... To be honest, obviously what we've spoke about with all the social, you know, I don't need social support. You know, I've got, you know, I can talk a glass eye to sleep. But, you know, I, I was like, I'm not sure. So I said, yeah, okay, you know, let's try it. And I was, I can remember it really, really, you know, clear. I was driving to, it was Burslem at the time when, when I first started. I thought, yeah, let's go and give it a go. You know, what have I got to lose kind of thing? and uh, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And I remember it well. I was about five minutes away from, from the building and I thought to myself, I'm going to turn back around the roundabout. I'm not going to bother. And then something just twigged and I thought, what are you doing? You know, why wouldn't you do it? You know, you might learn something, you might get something out of it. So I did it. And to be honest, I'm not just saying it because obviously where I am now with Starfish, but if I hadn't have done it, you know, God knows where I'd be. And, I'll, and that's me being really honest, you know. I don't know where I'd be for without the programme. Uh, the programme has, you know, helped me as a participant. It's helped me then moving into volunteering, you know, giving me something to get up for. So it's given you a sense of belonging then, really. Absolutely, well, mate, yeah. Thing, yeah. Absolutely. It's pulled me through dark times, I'll be honest. It's pulled me through recent dark times as well, a couple of years ago. And then obviously moving forward, leaving the volunteering you know I still do bits of it as Dave's alluding to but leaving the volunteering uh, and, and going into paid employment so how have you found that transition there because I think it's quite an interesting point the transition from yeah. participant to volunteer mate or participant to volunteer then into employment how have you found well, that transition from the very beginning I'll be I'll be I'll be honest and I don't want to sound big-headed when I say this but the transition from participant to volunteer was quite easy because it was just me telling my story effectively and and saying to saying to the participants it's okay not being patronizing but it's okay i know what you're going through because you know if we get people with physical disabilities like myself i've been there i've done it you know i'm still doing it i'll, I'll you know i'm still living with it and i understand where they're coming from the the more difficult part for me was going from volunteer to paid member of staff and i i, I hope that i'm you know i'm doing it you know obviously to the best of abilities i'm giving it me all and in everything that I, I do. But yeah, it was the sense of, as a volunteer, you think, right, there is responsibilities, but when you are working for the company, i.e. Starfish, and obviously on the Connection Choices programme, you're like, wow, it opens your eyes a little bit to think, right, you've got to, you've got to do X, Y, and Z. So the transition's been really good, and I enjoy it, and I'm still enjoying it, but it's, it's, a, it's a big step up. It's, it's not out of the reach for, for everybody, but I think you've got to be in the right headspace to do yeah. it does I mean you've got to be you know volunteering is great but if you're going to step up and and have more responsibility you've got to be basically you've got to know what you're doing you've got to know x y and z because you know as Dave will tell you I always I'm very sort of I like to have a plan with what I'm doing so I know what I'm doing and, and yeah it's 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 been a great transition for myself but I don't think it's suitable for everybody until they are you know because it's a big step up from volunteering yeah. to 
pavement was we, we have to appreciate, don't we, Ash, that with volunteers, for, for one, if they want to become a volunteer, they're far enough along to, yeah. to put up with, you know, supporting other people, you know, and they're, they're, you know, not finished on their journey, but certainly further along so that they can, you know, are robust enough to deal with some of the pressures of being a volunteer. Obviously, taking that next step as you did, you, 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 you still have your own mental health and your own yes, uh, well-being to, to consider. Uh, I mean, that's a, that's a valid point, uh, just briefly, if I may. What Dave just put, um, touched on, when I first started as a volunteer and as a paid member of staff, I'm not so bad now, but I couldn't switch off from, you know, the normal working hours, so to speak, say the nine to five or whatever. I couldn't switch off. I was taking it home with me, so it was like... We, yes, we say the support's always there, and it is. You know, we're only a phone call or a text message away. But I was, I've said today before, you know, I've been up, uh, uh, you know, after after hours, you know, after midnight, dealing with participants. Yes, it was very, it was needed, but then I was, it was to have an effect on me. So, yeah. you know, like I say, I'll always give the support 100%, absolutely. But you've got to also, like Dave said, I've got to look after my personal health as well as mental health, and, and thankfully both are in a very good place. But yeah, you do have to have that cut-off point, I think, to, yeah. you know, to, keep, to keep me going, yeah. So when someone signs up onto your programme as a Starfish Social, how long do they have on the programme with yourselves then? It's eight weeks at the moment. Eight weeks. Uh, uh, it can be extended if they still feel, and the personal coach feels that they benefit from a further eight weeks for this. Obviously, we try and get somebody... And they go back to the coach, they can, you know, can have extra counselling or whatever they need to, to get close to their goals. Obviously, we agree goals to it, but when they come on to the our programme, what they would like to get from us, you know, whether it's just simpler goals like getting out of the house more or more specific goals like getting a job in a certain area or, or going into education or some sort of volunteering opportunity that, that they want to pursue. Yeah, we're, we're mindful that we're... We've got uh, eight, eight weeks to get them close to that goal, uh, and sometimes people need need longer to to achieve it or get close, at least get a bit closer to it. Yeah, it's all about just moving that participant just that bit for, further forward, so they have got a bit bit more of an improved life as well, and they've got them yeah, the support them with the rest of the program as well. With the, they, they're not just negative for themselves, but they've still got the main referral partner to work through with as well. I think it's yeah. just improving the self-esteem and that's you know the, the self-confidence. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time helps them, you know, then to consider uh, the next step. Whereas if if you've got crippling anxiety, you're not going to be able to see the next step, you know, because you've still got that barrier to overcome. And I think that's. That's where we come into our own, really, and improve people's chances of, of moving forward. So what advice would you give to someone who's thinking or, of joining or recommending the Collecting Choices programme? Simply, mate, I'm going to be really honest. Go for it. It's as simple as that. I'm so glad I did, because you, you've heard me mention it before. Go for it. The support's there. The stuff to you can get out of it if you're willing to put it in. That's a, that's a valid point as well. When you're ready to, with the Collecting Choices program and especially starfish what you put in you will get out somewhere along the line might not happen straight away but you will definitely get something out of it whether that's the courses whether that's just the social side of things friendship you know just go for it um like i said to myself it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody don't get me wrong it doesn't work for everybody but you know nothing ventured nothing gained and you might just actually think 
yeah, this is really good. I'm going to give it a go. I know we've touched on obviously the eight weeks or, you know, potentially 16 weeks, you know, but yeah, while you can, while you've got the, the chance to have a go of it, definitely go forward 100%. Excellent. Would you like to add anything, Dave? Yeah, I mean, or I said really, give, give it a go. Um, obviously, we do the workshops to work in conjunction with, you know, the appearances at Social Hub so that people can learn uh, new ways of managing anxiety or positive thinking uh, strategies to, you know, to banish uh, some of their maybe negative automatic thoughts that they're having. But there's no point to doing that course and then going back to your house. If you live on your own, you need a social environment to practice those skills in. So to, you know, to fully utilise our service and to progress in that time scale, people need to uh, commit, you know, to a, to a couple of days a week at least to, uh, yeah. to uh, you know, engage with us for, the, for that time. Some people are there every, every time they can. Obviously, everybody differs and, you know, obviously people have busy lives. So, yeah, yeah. Com- committing fully to, to the programme will uh, get the best results, I think. Brilliant. And finally, to round up our conversation, can you please give me one reason why you think the Connecting Choices programme is one of the best programmes available for a participant? Yeah, definitely. Simply because, mate, um, I've been around many programmes before, many places in my time. And I'll be honest, Connecting Choices programme is one of the best because we've been there. We've lived through those experiences of what others are experiencing. So the participants come in for the very first time. No offence to anybody else or all the other programmes or whatever, but they haven't lived it. They haven't gone through it. Do you know what I mean? So for me personally, if somebody comes to me and says, I've got cerebral palsy, for example, I'd go, well, I can I can empathise because that's the same condition as I've got. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like it can be tailor-made for that individual person. Not all the time, but it's just because, I think it's the best because we've lived it. There's nothing better, and I've, I've learned this growing up, there's absolutely nothing better than lived experiences because it covers all the bases. You go, yeah, I know what you mean. I'm struggling with that. Yeah, I did that, and this is the way you get around it. So for me, it's just the lived experiences. It's all about connecting them dots up, isn't it? Exactly. You know, exactly. See where that journey is, that person's going to go. Yeah. Uh, it's quite an interesting point, that one. Dave, have you got anything you'd like to add? Yeah, going on from what Ash said, really, about the, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same. You know, you could, you could have struggled with bereavement and you yeah. talk to somebody who's, you know, struggling with uh, depression, but you can you can still swap stories and, and uh you can you can be empathetic to somebody because you've had struggles in your life because it doesn't have to always match up uh, and people are feel more supported if they are around somebody who's who's lived that uh, had that sort of experience rather than somebody who's just saying you should do this that and the other it comes from a more genuine place if it's actually uh, in part of somebody's life uh, and I think that's how, why using the volunteers as we do to help us to run these hubs gives a more uh, supportive environment to somebody coming into it. Mm. You know, we can recognise straight away that these people are genuine. Uh, they're not, uh, they're not, they've not just been bought in to, to run it. They are projects. They, they've been through the same journey and they can show people that there is, if they're feeling anxious and they're feeling low and depressed, there is a way out to the other side through through engaging in this project. It's that lived experience, isn't it? Because so many participants come from so many different backgrounds and so many experiences, they all kind of yeah. can interact with it as well. 
we have different ages. Yeah, yeah, we have different ages, you know, from 18 to 60 years old. You know, it's people because of the nature of the project, it's people who work in age. But uh, yeah, come from different backgrounds. Some people may have come straight out of care, some of the younger ones, some people might have had jobs for years and just suffered from mental health or some physical health difficulty. Some people might have lost a loved one or or suffered domestic violence or domestic abuse of some kind. So it's um, all those factors, but people recognise uh, that people have been through similar struggles and that is that is the, uh, the magic, I think, of the hubs that helps people to uh, readjust and to become sociable again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one thing I will say, like I say, to finally wrap it up is if, if a lot of people come to me and ask, ask, why does it work? How does it work? And I'll just say to you, try it. I can't sit here and say to you how it works. Just come and have a look. Just come and, come and have a go. Uh, come and have a look. And if it's for you, great. If it isn't, then, you know, we'll we'll help you to, to find something that is, hopefully. But yeah, I can't put my finger on how, why it works. It just does. And I think that's why, again, lived experiences, I think that's a big a big benefit of why it works. Thank you for joining us today on the Connecting Choices podcast. It's been really insightful finding out about Starfish and your journey, Ashley, on the programme. Yeah, thank you, mate. Thank you. Thanks, Jake.
Thank you for listening to our Connecting Choices podcast. If you would like to find out more information about the Connecting Choices program, please visit our website. Our link is in the podcast description where you can find all of our contact details. So if you have any questions, please do get in touch.